Welcome to another Love from the Pip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness. And what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? We created this show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. We will have real conversations and share our own personal experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll also offer up our own personal coaching techniques related to the topic as well. Our topic today is conscious dating. Great relationships uplift and empower us. They're a place of refuge and nourishment, deep connection and understanding, and they make life easier, not harder. And even through the tough times, the strongest relationships weather the inevitable ups and downs with a sense of purpose and meaning. The problem is, very few of us are experiencing this. We're simply not taught how. Instead, we stumble our way through, trying to work it out as we go along with plenty of heartbreak, disappointment, and conflict along the way. Thankfully, there's another way. It's not for the faint-hearted. It requires superhuman self-awareness, a willingness to have tough conversations, and a commitment to doing the work. But the reward is a relationship that meets our most fundamental needs for security, love, and belonging, right up to our life-affirming needs for personal growth and spiritual development. It's called a conscious relationship. A conscious relationship is a relationship that's created purposefully, decisively, and with intention. It requires clarity and choice around how you want your relationship to feel, how you would like to love and be loved, and what your boundaries and non-negotiables are. And it's intentionally structured to support those needs and desires. But this definition is only the beginning. Understanding what a conscious relationship is, and more importantly, how to create one, is what today's show is all about. So stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour. And remember, we are here for you. So if you'd like any intuitive coaching advice on any issue, feel free to message us on our Facebook at Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call in at 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A Care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? 
Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing conscious dating. If you have a question or need some advice or simply want to share your experience, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Or feel free to call one 298 kknw or 425-373-5527. What a fabulous intro, Rory. Thank you so much for that. And there were so many things that went ding, 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 like it's not for the faint-hearted. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. And purpose, you know, having that relationship, creating purposefully, decisively, and with intention. Um, and that's what I did with my husband now. And it was funny because I didn't know what really a conscious relationship really looked like, but I know it needed to be different. And so... Uh, you know, going through this dating after being married three times and it's like, you know, I don't want to keep doing this stuff. And so, you know, meeting him, I was like, okay, look, <laughs> it's kind of what I did <laughs> after we were together a couple of times and kind of knew that, you know, we liked each other. I liked him. It's like, okay, I want to do this different. How about you? Okay. Okay. Then let's set some boundaries. Let's, let's talk and create a conscious relationship. What does that look like for you? What does it look like for me? And he was just looking at me like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had he, had he ever heard that no, term before? he had not. Mm -hmm. And so, and, you know, and, and it's like, okay, you want to do it different? Yes, okay, we've got an agreement here. Now, let's take a look at it. This means that we don't think that each other knows what each other wants. We speak our truth. We try to be as best that we can our authentic selves. And that we put everything on the table. And he's like looking at me like, okay, you know, and I said, and if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to set boundaries and have this, then that's okay. I want to honor that, but we won't be in a relationship together, <laughs> you know, because I really wanted to do it different. Mm -hmm. I, I, I needed, I needed to do it differently. And he's looking at me like, oh, no, 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 I'll, I'll, we'll do this. You know, do you think he understood what he was? No, mad but yeah. heavens, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And really, I mean, I kind of did, but, yeah. you know, until you get into it, you don't know exactly. But we were setting intentions and setting boundaries around time together because mm -hmm. we were living at a distance. And so it's like, when do we call each other, you know, allowing each other the space for our own personal growth? Because that was another piece that was really important to me was personal growth. And then, you know, when do we talk? It's like, I can't talk to you every night of the week or texting and really setting some boundaries. We can see each other in the weekend. We're going to do this. And it was very strange and it seemed restrictive, but it really helped because when I shared with him once, he goes, you know what? I really thank you for doing this, Brenda, because I don't have to guess what you're thinking. Mm. Because you don't know how much of a relief that is. Yeah. Did it also encourage him to do some personal growth as well? It did. It did. Yeah. It helped him. And then it also gave him that freedom to kind of say, I don't know what you mean. Like, you know, how do you feel about this? Well, what do you mean by that? Right. Because he wasn't as in touch with right. feelings and, and how he felt. And then coming up with code words when we'd start to get triggered with each other. <laughs> you know, I mean. Like. Yes. <laughs> Give us an example. Oh, my God. So it's so funny. So when you're standing there, have a conversation and you start to get a little tense. Right. Uh -huh. And you start to get like, uh oh, because, you know, relationships are for healing. And and it was like, OK, code word, you know, magic. One of us would say magic. And it's like, uh, OK. And then that was a clue to go. We're going to stop, take a break and come back together. 
mm-hmm. and it was really important to say that to say you know whatever your code word is but you can make a funny one so that you both laugh to get you out of the situation right um but then we take the time out it's like okay let's meet back here at 235 <laughs> and talk about this because that way if you have an abandonment issue yeah. right then you you're feeling safer like the other person's not going to just walk right out you reset yeah reset yeah that's really great yeah i think that the that concept that we haven't been taught even yeah. what a relationship is about or how to have a good one <laughs> yeah. is really the problem right like you start yeah. out thinking oh you just find somebody that you love right and if you love somebody well, that's it. I think that's all you need. And then you'll figure the rest out. But obviously we know from yeah. statistics that that's <laughs> well, that, yeah, not you just, really working out. No, you just everybody. need to be attracted to them. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what you're told. Or how many of us had a good example in our own home of what yeah. a relationship was? Raise your hands. <laughs> Oops, nobody. But raised. at the same time, I don't think we can start out with a conscious relationship because we actually have to unlearn, right, who we thought we were and really yeah. discover who we really are. And like you said in the intro, self-awareness, I think, is a big part or big component of conscious dating as well as self-love. Because if you don't love yourself, I mean, how do you expect someone else to really, really love you as well? Yeah, and when you're younger, those things really aren't front and center. No. No. You're too Mm -hmm. young to even be thinking about those concepts at the same level that you are now. Right, and that's where the dating thing comes in too, right? Because you find out what you like and what you don't like, what you're attracted to, what you're not attracted to, and you find more about yourself, like you just said, Sakura, because that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Kind of that trial. Yeah, they're teachers' thing. relationships. They are. <laughs> they really are to get to the point where, oh, like me, I don't, I don't want to do it this way anymore. Right. You know, it's like I finally got through a pattern. You know, and I got through a pattern of picking the same kind of guys, different package, same content, you know, kind of I went through my own beliefs and patterns. It's like, OK, got through that. But what what's the deal here? Oh, it comes back to me because whatever in that relation, I can't just expect the partner to be the one that has everything together. I have to bring forth what I'm requesting that partner to have. I have to have it, too. So that superhuman self-awareness loved that because it's true. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's easy, and it takes a lot of courage to do this, but what a blessing that relationship is. Yeah, and I think even our worst relationships, though, can also be seen as a blessing, right? Absolutely. Because they're great teachers and allow us to go back into that inner child work, mm-hmm. which a lot of us don't want to do, right? Which I think is a, a, another big important process of conscious dating. Like if you want to start dating consciously, you have to work on all that stuff. And I know that you're there to be supportive with your partner, but you can't expect them to do all your work for you. But you both can work, as you were saying, Brenda, separately, you know, independently on yourself and then come back and regroup and work and grow together as a couple. Yes. This is why I'm saying even changing the definition of what a relationship even means or or dating even means, right? Mm -hmm. Because I do agree that for a large part of it, it is about this process of becoming conscious, deciding what you want, figuring out who you are, and that, that if we were told <laughs> that it's okay that all these relationships don't work out because part of it, a huge part of it is about learning, right? Yes. And, and getting in touch with yourself and defining what you really want. And unfortunately, sometimes that can take a really long time, and that means maybe it's not with the same person, but that, that's not necessarily failure, mm-hmm. right? I think the end goal is to get to a place where we do have a conscious relationship, and then we have these rules that we work and operate by where you don't destroy the trust. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we can talk about that. Once the trust gets destroyed, it's very hard to undo that. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's what happens in a lot of relationships. Yeah. Right? You show sure. up in ways that you wish you didn't. You say things you wish you didn't. And some of that stuff you just you can't take back. Well, you can't. And I think then that goes back, like, you know, in the work that I talk about, like in the forgiveness work really knowing why does that why do I get triggered like that and that's what you need a relationship for so I was doing a lot of healing myself but getting in relationship with him is where I got triggered or where I would bump up against you know a rough edge or I'd bump up against certain things that I was able to then explore and we can explore it together and I think that's also part of the conscious relationship because my other ones, which let's term them unconscious, my other marriage, I think I think I married and I didn't date, right? I just married them all. Um, 
you know, was very unconscious. So when we triggered, one would leave, and it was very, it got abusive. You know, it just got yelling. It was just like really not coming together. There wasn't any mutuality, mm-hmm. and that was for a reason, right? Learning quite a bit. But coming into this one was more like, okay, let's consciously make an agreement at, for safety, for trust, to say we're not going to leave each other. We're going to work this out. So if one of us gets, you know, if something happens, let's be both be able to agree that, like I said, take a time out, <laughs> you know, because I think those are important too, and then come back, reconvene, and see what we can do together. And then maybe sometimes we need some outside help, like we did. We got uh, outside help to help us with our communication because we had such different backgrounds. Let's learn to communicate together. And he was very willing to do that. If somebody's not willing to do that, then that's great information mm-hmm. for you to have. Because if you're both really wanting a conscious relationship, that's the only way to make it happen. If the other one's not, like my prior relationships, mm-mm, didn't want that. Yeah, one person can't do it for both of you. But some of us think that we can. You know? Yeah, yeah some of way. us think we can change people or mm-hmm. fix people, and that's just not reality. No. Mm-hmm. And don't you think the goal of conscious dating is not to really go and seek out love, but to exist in it? Yeah. That's beautifully said. Right. Just comes yeah. at you, comes to you. Well, it's like a mutuality, that side-by-side thing. There is such a, there is such a thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not necessarily that it's 100-100 all the time, but it's really being able to respect each other and learn and grow like from a foundation of friendship, from a foundation of respect and love and trust, or maybe even just respect and trust to grow into love. So I love that exist in it. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Yeah. And so I also have to ask, so being in a conscious relationship, would you say that that coincides with being on your spiritual path or definitely personal development, but would you say it coincides with being on a spiritual path too? I think it does. That's the way I looked at it. Now, other people may not look at it that way. They may look at it as more of a personal development or personal growth, depending upon your mindset or thought process. But mine was definitely a spiritual path. That's how I feel about it, because it's very much heart-centered versus head Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And because coming in and, and doing that deep work, the inner child work, doing all the work that you're doing is not just from the head, right? There's memories, there's patterns, there's beliefs. Is that all in the head? Hmm, Not sure we could have another episode on that one. (laughs) But the spiritual path for me was about being that mutuality, right, of coming together. And some other people might call that personal growth. But for me, I think it was spiritual. And I still think it's spiritual today. What about you, Rory? That's a good question. Um, I think... The spiritual aspect puts another layer on top of conscious dating. Mm-hmm. I think you can be conscious, work on yourself, have a system that you use, seek outside help, want to develop. But then I think when you add the spiritual layer on top of it, then you might apply a different meaning to everything that's happening. You might not still apply that same meaning of, well, maybe this is from a past life. Maybe this is from this. Maybe I'm here to grow in this way because I have a different way that I look at the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think both of them are conscious dating. I just think the spiritual part is another layer on top of it that changes the way that you look at, can change the way that you look at the situation. I like that, too. That's mm-hmm. the, you got me my little thought process going. That's there. good. That's <laughs> it was. It was really this. good about the, spiritual, about the, like, the past life stuff, right? Yeah. Sakura? Because yeah, I think some, <laughs> I know, and that is part of the spiritual part, right. is how, do, how are you triggered? Right. Yeah. In other areas. Yeah. Really. That was a really good one, Rory. Thanks for bringing that well, up. Well, and uh, like I said, it might not just be about how do we, these two people come together to have a conscious relationship. I think when I look at it spiritually, I might not expect every relationship to work out. And I may be okay with that because my overall belief system is that we're, we're attracting people into our lives. They're going to help us grow and we're going to help them grow. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's maybe a slightly different than if you were just looking at it from a personal development standpoint yeah there are preparations for your destination yeah that yeah. That, that, sense. That, <laughs> right that people right. come into our life every experience is a stepping stone for sure and even though p- 
people come in and we share that moment, and that moment can be a day or a month or five years yeah. or 10 years, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're, we're supposed to be with them for a lifetime. Right. And I think that's okay. And I, th- I know other people may disagree, right, mm-hmm. that you should get married and just stick it out no matter what for an entire yes. lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's personally not my philosophy. But right. um, I think that ideally these people, sh- we share these moments and we both learn and grow, and that's the most important thing. I like that, too, because that was an aspect of it that I went into it with. It's like, you know, if you don't want to do this, then that's okay. I'm not going to take it personally, right, that I am here to experience. Like, spiritually speaking, my soul is here to have experiences. And so that includes people and Mm -hmm. places and things. But the relationship piece is where I think that a lot of our growth comes from, and not just one for a lifetime. For some people, that works great, like you said, for some but that's not my philosophy either. And I think you were, you know, advocating for your soul, yes. right? That's what a conscious relationship is. And mm-hmm. to go back to your comment on past lives, I'm currently dealing with that where I'm not having regular relationship issues. It's like, not to say that those don't happen, right. but in my current relationship, past lives have been triggered. And so I've never encountered this before. It's all new to me, yeah. not past lives in general, but just, having to navigate that with someone else who's also willing to yeah. navigate that with me. And so that makes it different as well. Oh, yeah, that would. Yeah. Oh. That's a whole nother level. Yeah, that's a whole nother <laughs> show. Let's keep us posted on that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. Well, do we want to take a, a message or a caller? We can. Let's go to our messages then. Eric? Yeah, we, we've got a few uh, questions that folks have written in. Kaylee from Florida says, does the person you're dating have to be on a spiritual path or doing their own personal development for it to be considered conscious dating? Huh. We kind of just answered this. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but, you know, I like to add to that, um, not, not that it's not selective, right? Like everybody is on your, everyone is on their spiritual path. It's just about realizing that you are on your spiritual path, Mm -hmm. if that helps you. I know that was so funny for me. That was important. It's like, oh, I've always been on my path, but there was a certain point that I got intentional about being on my path. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a different for me. It was a big shift for me. So um, Kaylee, in this case, it's, it depends upon what your desires are. What are your values? What, what have you looked at? I liked when, Rory, in the beginning, you talked about non-negotiables. I think there are some things that we can have in place that are important to us when we look at a relationship. And for me, it was important that somebody be on their spiritual path. Mm-hmm. That was important to me, the non-negotiable. And so is that important for me? Yes. So I think, Kaylee, it depends upon your your values, what you really want in the relationship. Do they need to be um, doing their personal development work? And also like Rory, the definition of that personal development, spiritual, what does that mean mm-hmm. to, to you, Kaylee, and the person that you're, that you're wanting to date or be in relationship with? And what are the actions they're taking to actually grow their self-awareness? Because that's part of your spiritual path. That's part of personal development. So what tools and practices do they have in place or what are they seeking out, right? How are they hoping to grow? Right. And is there communication? Is there willingness? Are are you listening to each other? I mean, all of that for me is part of that conscious dating. Yeah, I think think a big part of conscious dating is just not expecting things to work out because you love each other. (laughs) I think think that's... I love your practicality. I I, I think that that is step one. I mean, love does have power, but what's the definition? But but a lot of conscious dating is, is realizing that this is one of the probably the most challenging relationships you will have in your entire life. You're going to coexist with this person every day and that you probably don't have the tools necessary to make that work over a long period of time. So that's, I think that's just the first step is like, let's admit that this is going to take a lot of work and let's figure out how we're going to navigate it. That could be by talking, you know, figuring out whatever the boundaries are, the non-negotiables that could be like seeking out classes, but Conscious is just taking an approach to it and not just assuming it's all going to work out. That's why, I mean, the definition can be very different just depending on the situation. I think the other part is like holding yourself accountable. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. a, self-responsibility. And I think that goes into the, the self-work. Yes. Are you holding yourself accountable 
when these things come up? Or are you just pointing the finger at your partner all the time? Oh, that's beautiful. Right? And when do you know when it's like, actually, this is my thing, or I think this might be your thing, but you and, and you're able to have the conversation around it. But you can't take responsibility unless you know who you are. Well, yeah, it's, Correct? Yes. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a round and round. Yes. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. But don't forget, if you have a question about conscious dating, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's HYP, or call in if you'd like advice on any issue you're struggling with. 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A. S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing conscious dating. If you have a question or need some advice, message us on Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P. Or call in if you'd like advice on any issue you're struggling with at one 888 298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. All right. Well, let's go back to our messages for today, Eric. Sure. Diane from Westport says, where do you meet conscious singles? Are there any left? (laughs) (laughs) Got to be an app for that, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If not, we need to make it and retire. Well, Diane, through a psychic that you interview on your own radio show? (laughs) No, but really. um, There are spiritual apps, although I did not have success with those, but there are a few out there. Um, Also, retreats, right? Sound baths, modalities, uh, any sort of spiritual modality classes. Um, However, I also found that most of the men there were either gay or already coupled. Um, But fortunately for you, you guys, I did some (laughs) stat research last night, Pew Research Study stat on singles, and this was conducted in 2020. So fortunately, Diane, there are actually more single men to women. So 61% of men are single to 38% of women. And three in 10 adults, though, in the U.S. said reported being single. So that's 31%. Wow. 69% are coupled. Um, And then about half of the men, though, or 51% of those that are single are under the age of 30. Um, (laughs) Half of the singles, though, however, are not looking to date right now. 10% want only casual dates. 14% want a committed relationship only. And 26% will settle for either Um, Interestingly, the number one reason for people to not wanting to date and remain single is having more important priorities right now. Hmm. Um, The second is just they like being single. 
And more more men than women believe that nobody would want to date them, which is a 26% compared to 12% of women. Uh, 75% of the people dating say say it has been rough and hard to find people to date, Mm -hmm. especially those looking for the same type of relationship, which is 53% of people say this. Um, 43% say it's hard finding someone who meets their expectations. Wow. Right? Uh, The top three deal breakers causing daters to split are long distance at 51%, a significant amount of debt at 49%, and voted for Trump at 47%. (laughs) Oh, no. So, really? That's a stat. But overall, I mean, they say 47% of the people say dating is much harder today than compared to 10 years ago. Now, is that because of, like, the lockdown stuff, or is it just, in, did it say? It didn't mention lockdowns in specific, no. Just, but I've had more of my friends talk about how hard it is, even before, you know, we had the lockdown stuff. Well, and especially where that. you live, right? The Seattle freeze is a real thing, so. Yeah. That's and, interesting. I'm wondering why it would be harder now than 10 years ago. I mean, with with the introduction of apps and the, abil- the, the av- availability to meet a lot more people than maybe you would in your normal circle. It seems yeah. like it would be easier to meet more people. Well, that they actually say that it's technology that makes it harder and easier. Interesting. So harder in the way that people aren't, it's not personable, yeah. right? Yeah, and, that's true. And there's so much window shopping available. So they really don't have to invest any time in getting to know somebody. Yeah, that's kind of my perception yeah. of the apps as well, is that because you have a lot more people available right. in this moment, then maybe p- people are being a little bit pickier and which is not a bad thing right Right. but maybe they're like playing the field more with more people where back in the day 10 years ago you would meet somebody you would like that person and you would just follow that until it either well the options were limited but that's why we have ghosting and crumbing and (laughs) i don't even know what crumbing is i think i'm behind i'm totally behind (laughs) on that but you know as far as conscious singles so how what would you suggest then where to meet the conscious singles like you talked about the sound bath so more of the spiritual places Mm -hmm. I guess or more of a what a personal development places like that classes and things yeah what about you Rory what would you say well so it's different for men than it is for women absolutely right because (laughs) well if you're talking about spirituality (laughs) yeah and and I, I wholeheartedly agree like you should spend your time doing the things that you love and then ideally you will meet people that also love those same things, yeah. mm-hmm. right? That's yep. my philosophy. But when you go to some of these events, it is predominantly women, right? So right. 90% women to 10% men. So it doesn't really work out. So Rory's the- like, I <laughs> have the pick. <laughs> <laughs> and from my side, when I show up, like I'm a huge minority, right? right. Which is, you know, right. I also want to connect with other men. So it is a little bit of a downer sometimes. Yeah. But, but there are less men involved in the spiritual realm overall at least that's the way i feel about it i I think if you're just trying to work on yourself and be more conscious i think there's it's different at that level like i've gone to tony robbins events or i've gone to joe events, right and it's very much Mm -hmm. 50 50 Mm -hmm. right there's a lot of men there's a lot of women and so i think it just kind of depends on what your definition is of consciousness and and working on yourself well yeah that's a good that's a good point too because i have um friends too where and and we met i met my husband now you know at a sporting event so huh. it was like through friends mm-hmm. yeah. right so which that is was the number really one way people meet people and which is a great friends. way because they're kind of already vetted right but the other piece is like you know i have friends that meet other people through the hiking groups or through biking yep. mm-hmm. or and i know it's been Nature. a little bit harder but yeah more of the things that they like you said that, that they love to do so really take it back to you yep. right so diane take it back to you what do you love to do and I also noticed, too, if you have that focus, if I want to meet somebody, I want to meet somebody, I want to meet somebody, you're not going to meet them. You drive them away yeah. further You do. Further. So that's that scarcity energy. Yeah. So it's like if you, like you said, where if you focus on something that you love to do, then it may just happen, too. Yeah, a lot of it's just about making your, your circle larger. Because as you mentioned, a lot of people meet people through their friends. But yeah. if your friend's circle stays the same year after year after yeah, year, it's limited. If you start to broaden your life mm, like by it. going out, doing things, meeting new people, the circle gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the opportunity to meet somebody. And maybe somebody. your friends weren't as conscious either. So, As you get more conscious, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your friends change. change too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's but, true. But I love the part about it's tough to not be seeking, to not feel like there's a lack. Yeah. You have to change that energy and just be living the world because you love doing it, and hopefully yeah. you're going to meet somebody that has that same energy. 
Yeah, and it's hard. I get it. Yeah, exist in love. I think the other thing that's interesting on your statistics is, you know, being single is not, not a bad thing. No, a lot of people enjoy like, it. Like there's a lot of stigma around like yes. feeling like you should be in a relationship. But mm-hmm. if you're working on yourself, you love your lifestyle, like you can be single and have a complete <laughs> life, right? Yes. So let's acknowledge that. And well, they were actually saying that millennials take the top. They, they are the <laughs> top category for not wanting to really date. It's like, why? I'm, I'm content with being completely by myself. And they don't want to engage in the conflict either. Mm. So it's that side of it, too. So there's that side of you being comfortable with yourself, but then also not wanting to work on your stuff, right? Because a relationship will cause you to work on your stuff, will cause you to grow, will trigger you. So that's also mm-hmm. that not wanting to be vulnerable, Yes. That's interesting. And that's a little scary, too. <laughs> well, it isn't knowing that about yourself is important. Right. You know, or yeah. the other person. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go back to our messages. Eric? All right. Eric from Tacoma says, what is crumbing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like <laughs> Eric, that's what? interesting. What Eric, that's, right. that's where you're from. So that's crumbing? Right. Yes. Okay. Yes, so please. crumbing is when, so on a dating app, when, when you're dating. So crumbing is when they give you a little bit. So they haven't actually let you go. Oh, they haven't okay. said, no, thank you. Mm. But they'll, every once in a while, they'll send you a message, like every few days. How are you? How's the weather? What, what are you doing today? Really? You know, just to kind of keep you in the loop because they, they are afraid uh, they won't find anything better, mm. but they, they're just not ready to let you go yet. So they give you little crumbs. Oh, rude. Yeah. All right. I'm not proud that I know wow. this means. <laughs> that no was a good way. question, Eric. <laughs> I, I love learning things. Yeah. So. Here I thought crackers were involved. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Unfortunately for, not. For a real question here, Janine from Ketchikan <laughs> says, is an easy relationship the goal or something that challenges you and your partner to learn and grow? Oh, that's mm. a good one. I, you know, I think it really depends, to be honest. Like, it's tough to say that everybody has to have the same definition about what success means in a relationship. True. And is, mm-hmm. it, is it bad if you were to meet somebody and just had a really easy relationship, but it never really challenged you? I don't know. If you're, if you're satisfied and you're happy and... That's your definition. Mm. I don't want to say that's wrong. That's not my definition, personally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's because I also look at life in a different way than, you know, we don't all look at life the same. We don't all have the same beliefs or why we think we're here. And I look at a relationship as it's part of your development. Right. And And so that's, mm -hmm. you know, changes the way I look at everything. I would agree. And just being committed to your self-growth, right? So being challenged in order to grow. Well, it is, and it just depends upon what is your definition of an easy relationship. Because I've got people that say, oh, we've never argued. And Mm -hmm. I always go, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but for them, that was important. But at some point in time, somebody's going to disagree or you're not sharing of yourself. And that's also good to know, right? right? So they consider, I've got an easy relationship. So that for me is not because I like the ability to share ideas and and be held in a space, right? And not be condemned, not be judged for having the ideas or the thoughts, but being able to be challenged to grow, having those conversations at a deeper level, or even even just having conversation, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't even have that. So it's, it's like, I don't think, I think the goal, like you guys just said, is, is your definition of it. Is like, what is it that you really want in this relationship? And I think this is great because it kind of goes back to have it be intentional. Yeah. Be Don't just survive in this relationship. If you can, be yeah. intentional. I think for me, too, it's being able to be vulnerable yes. and not being judged or shamed for being in that space, right? And being yes. able to fully be myself. So yeah. funny story. In high school, my first boyfriend broke up with me because I wasn't spunky enough. And then in my uh, 30s, really? my boyfriend bro- broke up with me because I was too spunky. <laughs> True <Ooh>. story. <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm currently dating someone that I'm just right. I'm not too much. I'm not too anything. And it's just, it's an amazing feeling to be able to be yourself. Yes, it is. And if you're not able to be yourself, that is great information mm-hmm. for the relationship that you're in. Yeah. Right? If you're feeling like you have to hold back, or not able to be, you know, vulnerable or transparent. Hmm. 
Yeah. That's worth taking a look at. So be spunky, don't be spunky. Whatever you decide to be, just be. Yeah, I think going back to that, like you said something, Brenda, like it makes me think, what if people just want to be in a relationship where they feel safe? And their definition of safe is just we don't fight and we get along and they just need that space for a very long time, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to judge whether that is right or wrong because that may be what they need right now. But yeah, I think a lot of it is like you mentioned, as long as you know you, yeah. And you're defining what you need in a relationship and you have a partner that supports that. To me, that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, we're going to take another break. But everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A. S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more. Sakura skinandmind.com S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Check us out on our new affiliate on Sundays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on 103.5 FM, KBKW and 9 p.m. SAST on Cape Town's 88.5 FM. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. All right. Well, I am going to pull from the Colette Baron Reed, the spirit, spirit animal oracle today. Right. And actually. Almost ordered that deck. Yeah, it's, it's an oh, I love deck. it. I love this deck. So the card I pulled today is the Elephant Spirit, Learn from the Past. So although we often wish we could leave the past behind, Elephant Spirit reminds us that memory matters. All of us are memory-based creatures, and we must revisit the past to understand where we are and where we are going. The stories of events you experienced, the stories in our collective memory, and the stories of our relationships you have had can be told in so many ways. What story will you tell? So, again, you know, when you have you ever retold a story, both of you, and you maybe it's different each time you retell it, right? 
I because, get way better each yeah. time. Well, I mean, not even that as becoming a storyteller, but you're not as much of a victim or maybe you oh, yeah, yeah. you come to understand why the event took place in the first place, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That everything had to happen for a reason. And that also that you're not a victim of everything that's happening around you and you have a choice as to what you engage in. And so this is also just a reminder as to how you're rewriting your narrative, right, in, in your past relationships. Because how you are retelling your relationship stories are also going to lend to what type of relationship you're going to draw in, right? Like, are you going to stay stuck in that, in that past or are you going to move forward? And so you, the, the opportunity is yours. Yeah, I had a therapist tell me once, it's like, okay, you know, you want to ask questions in dating about how they deal with their ex, how have they dealt with it, oh. the relationship, because that's information for you mm-hmm. to know. It's like, oh, my, she's such a, mm-hmm. you know, or he's such a, you know, whatever that is. It's like, oh, we still have some unfinished business here. So not learning right from the past. And it's like that gives you the great information. And so that was it's really valuable to know if somebody's staying stuck in their story or whether they're actually learning and growing. You know, and I feel some people don't even realize that they're stuck in their story because I've been on dates with men who were angry at their ex and called called them really bad names, but weren't aware, Mm. you know, and I had to call them out and say, you know, I really don't think you're in a space to date. (laughs) And they didn't like that at first hearing it. But then later they messaged me and said, thank you for that. I really agree. And they took their their profile off and stopped dating. Wow. So, yeah, I think breaking that victim mentality is really challenging for everybody right right and i understand when you're in these difficult challenging situations like i said it's really easy to point the finger mm-hmm. but it's being able to take a step back and realize like what was your part in it and mm-hmm. that we all have choice right right to stay in a situation that's not bad for a prolonged period of time well you chose that mm-hmm. like you could have left and so we have to hold ourselves accountable and not just blame the other person in these complicated dynamics. Absolutely. I think if we get one thing from that is that awareness of that is just if you can figure out what's my part in this instead of blaming, that's huge. Right. In any relationship dynamic. Yeah. What did I need to learn? What's my lesson? Yeah. And even if your part is just allowing it to continue. Right. That's a a part, right? Yeah. It's just awareness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brenda brings it back around. Thanks, Eric. (laughs) So having a conscious relationship starts with us individually, like we've talked about. And knowing our values, our shadow side, our strengths go a long way in creating the conscious relationships we desire, like we've been talking about today. I'd like to share some characteristics of a conscious relationship adapted from the Getting the Love You Want program by Harville Hendricks. Now, this is a program my husband and I did before we got married, and it was profound, and I mean profound. And now, we didn't do this on our first or second date. <laughs> I do want to say that because it, it's... That'd it's, be really conscious. Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't that conscious, but it was when we knew we wanted a future together, and I'm just saying, you know. So um, let's go through a couple of these. Um, one is understand that your relationship is for healing those childhood wounds like we've addressed today. Mm-hmm. Looking at the relationship through this lens can really clear up some confusing parts of the relationship and give you a greater sense of control. So it's not just happening to me, it's happening for me. Create a more accurate image of your partner. So many of us look to our partners as our saviors or rescuers and not as the real-life wounded person, like ourselves, that they are. See them for who they are and not as who you fantasize them to be. I did that for a long time. It's a big one. And then take responsibility for communicating your needs and desires to your partner. We have to let go of they should know what I'm thinking or what I need or want. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Especially as women. I'm sorry. I know. Exactly. We're bad at that. We are bad at that. ESPN. That. Yes, exactly. And become more intentional in your interactions. In an unconscious relationship, we tend to react from our primitive brain when triggered. In a conscious relationship, we learn to respond versus react which is more constructive for the relationship. And then you embrace the dark side of your personality. I like this because it, it, when you can openly acknowledge that you, like everyone else, have negative traits, 
Accepting the responsibility of the shadow side can help to lessen the projection in the relationship. Yeah, this great. creates a less hostile environment. And I don't know about you, but I've lived in hostile environments. Um, number six is you search within yourself for the strengths and abilities you are lacking. One reason you're attracted to your partner is that they had strengths and abilities that you lacked. Mm-hmm. Therefore, when you're, when you're with your partner, it gives you an illusory sense of wholeness. In a conscious re- partnership, you learn that the only way you can truly recapture a sense of oneness is to develop the hidden traits within yourself. And then the last one is you accept the challenge of creating a lasting love relationship. In an unconscious partnership, you believe that the way to have a good relationship is to pick the right partner. But in a conscious one, you know what? You realize you have to be that partner. As you gain a more realistic view, then you then you can realize that a good relationship requires commitment, discipline, and courage to grow and change, and it takes dedication. Those are great. That's wonderful. I'm going to yeah. have to actually go back and I listen to, to this I later. know. Yeah, I <laughs> a tattoo of those. I know. I liked it. Here's Rory's Reflections. Over the past few centuries, relationships, especially marriage, have changed dramatically. What we want and expect from them has grown infinitely more complex. Relationships are no longer about simply teaming up to meet our basic needs for food, shelter, and security. Modern relationships go beyond biological needs and into the realm of the emotional and spiritual. We want to feel loved and cherished. We want a partner to share life's adventures with. And we want our relationship to nurture and inspire us, to help us grow into our best selves and fulfill our highest potential. Mm. All relationships have the potential to meet these needs, but a conscious relationship makes this a priority. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And it does. And wouldn't you say that as a collective, we've evolved so much so, becoming more conscious that our relationships only have to be or become that way? <laughs> They do. And I heard somebody say once that, oh, you know what? I just want someone that can be a witness to my life. And I think that that's so true. And that's what that kind of you talked about. Share life's adventures with and be be conscious together. It's a witness. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think we just have to realize that human consciousness takes a really long time to evolve, right? Like we haven't been doing this for for too long. So we also have to be patient with ourselves. And I think just the desire to learn and grow is the most important thing. Yes. Well, and they still haven't figured out what consciousness is. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. We're working on it. I mean, how do you expect to figure that we're all out in one day? Yeah, we're all in a simulation. So all right. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. But we want to thank Eric, our lovely producer, KKNW, KBKW, the talk of Grace Harbor, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find under Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. So what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing intuition, what it is, how to recognize it, and how we can use it to improve our lives. Mm. Love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSutter.com. You can find me at RoryReich.com. You can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. on 103.5 FM KBKW and 9 to 10 p.m. on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach. So you can live your best life.